0: Welcome to Hastings Outdoors, straight from the Mississippi Flyway to your hearts. Let's go! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Hastings Outdoors. I am your host, Andrew, and as always, uh, for those of you who haven't tuned in, this may be new, but for those of you who have listened to any episode whatsoever, I am coming to you not live from the Dream Building Garage, the... Garage where dreams are made. The adventure building garage. Yes, my garage, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Come on in, have a seat. There's there's really not that many chairs. So if you're cool on the floor, that's great. Uh kick your feet up, relax, take your shoes off if you want to. As always, if your feet stink, sit down and win. And please, please, for everyone in your life, if your feet stink, go get some some uh, some foot spray, man. Go see a doctor. It is 2023. Like you're <laughs> Man, you're out here walking around with trench foot, making everyone in your life miserable. Like, oh, work hard, now go take care of that. Anywho, getting sidetracked, folks. But welcome, come on in. Um, and welcome to the Hastings Outdoor Studio, guys. Here we go. And uh, I've been messing around with the audio, and I'm trying to make sure that uh the audio as, as well as the video is 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 on par uh, for this podcast. And uh, I do apologize for the last episode. Um, I don't, I, f- I forget what something was out of adjustment. And so it sounded really half the time. So I do apologize for that. Um, hopefully the content was good. Um, it got a little heartfelt at the end for me and, um, just a, a, a fuzzle recap here. Uh, I was, I was happy to take, um, take time to, to kind of share, share a little bit of my, my, uh, life experience with you guys and, uh, talk about one of my heroes. And, um, if you, uh, if you get a chance, uh, Go back and check that out, and, and I do apologize, guys. The audio, for whatever reason, I think maybe the gain was adjusted a little bit wrong or uh, setting on the recorder was uh, whatever. Something was out of adjustment. I, I spent some time to uh, rectify that situation here, so hopefully, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise, this uh, podcast will sound better. So, um, as always, I start with project updates. I still... <laughs> I'm sorry guys, I think it's been like three or four episodes. I don't know. It's been too many episodes that I've been mentioning that, hey, I need to fix this panel blind I made. Um, still haven't done it yet. I've been super busy. Uh, God comes first, my my wife then my family, and after that it's it, any little bit of extra time if you know if I have any it's it's put towards uh, the outdoors hunting and stuff like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I do love the outdoors. I am passionate about the outdoors, but uh, my list of priorities, I, uh, I'm not going to change it. So it is what it is. Um, however, I do have time. There's no rush. I'll get it. Um, I think, man, I'm not sure when the next time I'll be able to get out and go hunting is, but uh, hopefully soon. And um, I'll get into a little bit of update about that because um, I kind of mo- I spoke about that again the last time. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of update you guys on on my plans for that here soon. Uh, so I got to modify that blind, make sure those legs aren't dangling down, tripping me on corn stalks, and trying to kill me in the in the pitch black of cornfields. Also, <laughs> um, make sure I can fasten them so they're not swinging all loosey goosey. Um, that's it for project up- updates, guys. As far as season prep goes, um, not much in the way of that. I've got to uh, adjust my my set a little bit, uh, just decoys I have rigged up. Um, it's, uh, it, as of right now, it's still, it's still set up for early teal season. Um, that ended up being pretty much a wash for me. I couldn't, I, I just couldn't find birds in, in, in many of the areas I can hunt, uh, around me and it's all public. So, um, that's all I got since there weren't birds and I couldn't find anything. Then I, I just decided, Hey, you know what? just, Quit wasting time. I can go hunt dove and stuff right now, and that's what I did. So season prep for right now is uh, really the only thing I need to do is I'm going to go over my my gear one more time, and I'm going to uh, check everything out, make sure that it's good to go, and uh, then change my my decoy rigs a little bit and uh, make it a little, a little less teal-centric and a little more mallard-centric and uh, add, add probably some woodies in there. I'm still debating on that, guys. Still debating on that. I'm not sure, um, but I mean, I'm gonna mix it up a little bit, make it look as realistic as possible. I mean, they are plastic decoys after all, and they look great. Uh, so shout out to Final Approach uh, for their decoys. Um, actually, there's a box over here. Yeah, now yeah, you can't see it's off screen, but uh, um, I got the Last Pass Canada Goose floaters and a, a various array of Final Approach's decoys, and they all look relatively awesome at least to me. So if you guys are wanting decoys and aren't going aren't gonna to break the bank, we're um, you still have, oh, at least for the northern zone, especially, I mean, Indiana, um, if you're in this area, I should say, I don't, I don't know about everybody else because I don't check it, but uh, in this area, you've got about a month to go, uh, just a little over a month to go here. And so um, t- a tidbit for you guys, I bought them all through Roger Sporting Goods, um, their website. Uh, they have... They usually have free shipping over X amount and they to from what I saw uh this past summer and leading into fall, they have the best prices on decoys hands down. And uh man, these final approach I got every single every single set of decoys I bought was on sale and definitely worth it in my opinion. But I'm not sponsored by them guys. Uh it'd be cool if it was, but uh, hey, maybe someday. Um that's just my advice for you guys. Um nobody's paying me to say that. So there's that, right? No? Okay, whatever. Any who's the calls, it's Uh that's it for season prep, guys. Um the only thing I mean, I shouldn't say the only thing. My primary focus right now is is dove hunting. Um I may potentially, potentially, maybe, uh get after some squirrels yet again, but I'm not sure. But Dove is definitely on on a uh on my radar. Um Wing shooting, I've always been uh, fascinated by it, and so uh, that's definitely on my radar of what I want to do as far as hunting goes, and uh, as of right now, I have until October 15th, I'm recording this, uh, the day doesn't really matter to you guys because it's not going to air for a couple of days, so the last week of September, there you go. So I've got a couple more weeks of Dove until it uh, until it closes temporarily and then it reopens, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, by the time it reopens, it's going to be duck season. So, um, well, the Doves are safe for me because the Ducks aren't. Well, if they get close enough. That's the difference. Yeah, you know, you guys know. The problem with Ducks is you got to get them close enough to shoot, and if they're not close enough to shoot, then they're pretty much safe anyway, unless somebody else is way better at than I am, which is probably a very good possibility. Anywho. Uh, not trying to put myself down, so if you guys are worried about that, don't worry about that. Um I know who I am. I'm pretty secure in that. And uh yeah. Which season, you get, folks. Uh this will be my second my second duck season ever. And I learned a lot in my first season. I I borderline on Forrest gump with that. I learned a lot. Um but um I learned a lot in my first season, and I have uh, several episodes discussing that. I think, like, the birth of a waterfowl obsession, something like that. And there's a, there's a couple more. I think I re- – I don't know. I can't remember, guys. I, I can't remember what episode this is. It's 30, 31, somewhere around there. I don't know. I'm just having fun. It, it's a hobby, and I like to share my experience and all that good stuff with you guys and tips and tricks I've learned along the way. That's pretty much it. I'm not an expert. I'm not a pro. And uh, I'm just a regular dude, just like most of the people I hope are listening to this. If not that's who it's intended who it's intended for so if you know a blue collar dude who likes to work likes to hunt um maybe share the podcast with him, that'd be cool thumbs up guys, yeah, yeah all right, whatever moving on um so that kind of kind of sums up uh the projects and season prep. I like to start with that guys uh because if anyone's actually paying attention to this whatsoever, all four of you listening or whoever maybe could be a thousand I don't know, I don't really check it that often. I just keep putting out content but um for those of you who are enjoying the show, or watching the show, partaking of the show, whatever it may be, um, I like to start with that. And so, that being said, um, I might, I might get out there for some squirrels once again. I'm not sure. Um, it all depends on the doves and the birds I see in the area. And so, if I start seeing more birds in the area, well, those little, uh, those little limb benders are okay. They're going to be safe, at least for me. Um, might be some old timers out there that I would, I would warn them about. But other than that, I think they're good. I'm honestly not that sure how many people really hunt squirrel in this area. Uh that seems to be seems to be there's a lot of th- a lot of things that come and go and kind of phase in and out as far as hunting goes. Uh, when I was a young man there was there seemed to be a lot more people and I mean in my childhood there seemed to be a lot more people that still got after some squirrels every now and then and uh when I was when I was growing up uh just a tidbit for you guys. I'm talking about, you know, species and hunting hunting certain species phasing in and out. When I was growing up up until the time I was probably in high school, if you knew someone who turkey hunted, that person was a borderline psychopath and um, I, I say that in jest, but uh, for those of you who know at least uh, for the ma- a majority of the country and specifically in the area of northern Indiana and kind of Indiana as a whole uh turkeys man if you if you saw turkeys or saw a good place to hunt turkeys, well then you found. You found the the world's last remaining unicorn, and, um, yeah, I, I never saw turkeys, wild turkeys growing up, period. Um, it wasn't until towards the end of uh, probably high school, college range, so the oh, the later thousands, um, mid to late thousands, whatever you want to call it, so 2010, 11-ish, somewhere in that ballpark is when I genuinely started seeing more turkeys and turkey sign. Nowadays... And I'm, I'm 100% positive that this is in part largely to the Indiana DNR and conservation groups like uh, the National Wild Turkey Federation Foundation, whatever it is. Uh, I don't want to butcher that, but, hey, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, conservation efforts have helped the wild turkey populations uh, flourish in this area. Uh, The only downside is you got to have property to hunt them, so I'm still working on that. I've actually never hunted turkey, and I intend to, sometime, at least just once to, you know, do it. Um, That's kind of my goal is I want to try to hunt every huntable species, at least in my area. I'm not going for that North American Grand Slam or whatever that kind of stuff is. I mean, that'd be cool, but to be honest with you guys, I really don't care to travel all that much. Um, I like taking trips and stuff like that and vacation when I can, but as a... (laughs) As you guys may be well aware by now, if you have if you have any kind of clue what's going on with the the economy and stuff like that and whatnot, um, for uh, blue collar working folks, uh, vacations, uh, hmm, yeah, that's that's probably not uh, on the horizon, or at least likely to be for a while. Oh man, wet my whistle with agua. Okay, so. Um, yeah, focusing on dove, uh, sorry, I got, man, I got off on a rabbit trailer with the, the hunting species, maybe I'll just roll, I'll roll back into that, guys, we'll just beep, 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 back up, roll into that, so, like I said, growing up turkey hunters, I didn't know any, um, there were some old timers that I, I kind of knew that they had a fan on their wall or something like that, and that was about it, uh, it it was kind of crazy, because it seems like my grandfather's generation, um, Man, I forget what generation that actually would be. oh, whatever generation preceded the baby boomers um man, I'm horrible about that. I do apologize um so whatever generation preceded the baby boomers uh that generation they seem to um you know great depression babies essentially they seem to uh really i don't know hunt more species than we hunt now um and so like squirrel hunting in my childhood, it was still, still kind of a thing. Uh, there's a lot of people talked about it and stuff like that, that I, I ran into and stuff like that, or people that, you know, whatever. And, um, rabbit hunting was one of those two, uh, people still got after rabbits and, um, a lot of small game hunting, uh, it seemed to be more popular, but I think here recently, uh, there I'd say within the last 10 to 15 years, there's been a big push. And I think a lot of uh, social media, obviously, and then also even traditional forms of media like the hunting videos that you could see on um, what Outdoor Channel and stuff like that. I think there's been a big push towards big game hunting, you know, as far as white-tailed deer, mule deer, uh, elk, that kind of thing. There's been a very big push and, and rise in popularity. That uh, the only problem is, is there hasn't been a rise in uh, land to do that on. And unfortunately, here in the Midwest and especially Indiana, there's not uh, the public land is is a, a fraction, a small fraction of land here in Indiana. So, um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy if if you guys, if, if you guys aren't, aren't, um, in the hunting world or haven't been, then, um, I don't know, it's kind of crazy to look back over my lifetime and see trends that I've seen come and go, but I'm getting on a, such a weird rabbit trail talking about rabbit hunting, but anywho, um, so any, any, any of you guys out there that still get after those, uh, those furry little limb benders. Um, oh, what what I used to call them? North American. Uh, what did I call those? I used to have this goofy nickname for them. I, like North American tree dogs or uh, North American rat monkeys, something like that. Back in the day, anywho, it, it's not important. So squirrels, guys. Uh, for these, for those of you who like squirrel hunting, stay tuned because right about meow, I'm going to transition. <laughs> I really don't like that sound, but it's fun to use. Anywho, as McCall's. So, in the last episode, I I said, guys, that I had planned um, to take my grandfather's, excuse me. Uh, Man, got to clear my throat. Hang on. Hang on. All right. Uh, I was going to take my grandfather's single action uh, 16-gauge shotgun, Uh, my late grandfather's gun. I was going to take it out and um, go try some squirrel hunting. and and see what I can come up with, and uh, not to dive too much into the uh, last episode, and I do apologize, but this message needs to be dealt with, so, and you're good, all right, and, um, but not to apologize, or, jeez, what, I'm just all over the place, not to apologize for apologizing, guys, but I'm gonna apologize here, it's been one of those days, been one of those days, anywho, Man, so I talked about taking my grandfather's 16-gauge uh, out, and um, I talked a little bit about him uh, because in the last episode I discussed that uh, oh, about a week ago or so now, I I went out after some dove and decided to kind of squirrel hunt because the dove action was just meh, and um, as I was walking about the woods and just really really exploring on a walkabout, um, taking in nature, and really just in awe and appreciation of creation. Um I, I was thinking as I was I was walking around looking for squirrels and and you know, that kind of thing, that um man, I really wish my grandpa was here with me. Uh I d I don't really know much about the hunting he did when he was a younger man. Um, but I do know he squirrel hunted. Um and I do know he liked to run uh run coon dogs and uh tree those little trash pandas. Um, after that, I don't know much, but, uh, I did mention that I miss him and I love him, uh, dearly. And, um, I wanted to kind of in honor of him and in remembrance of him, I should say, uh, get out there, take that old gun out and, um, try to get some squirrels. And for those of you who have been paying attention to the, um, (laughs) to the studio here, if you look to the other side over here, I kind of forgot about this. Um, one thing my grandpa liked to do, and I don't know why he liked to do it, he would save squirrel tails. Uh, usually he'd like nail them up to the the rafters in his old shed or something like that. He'd hang them up somehow. I don't really know the ins and outs of it, guys, but I do remember he did this and, uh, let them dry out. He also liked, uh, liked antlers too. But, um, so spoiler spoiler alert, it's hanging right there. Um, so man, that was, uh, probably last Friday or so. Um, I just... Thursday night after, uh, I think after recording that podcast, I, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to get out there and do it. And so that's what I did. I, I woke up well before sunrise, uh, drove out to public land and, um, took that 16 gauge and a couple fistfuls of shells and, um, got out in the woods before daybreak. Uh, really it was, it was super dark when I got out there. I think I got out a pinch too early, but that's okay. I'd rather be early than late. And, um. The area I hunted i hadn't actually hunted before i I'd, I'd briefly been to those woods i think one or two times um, but uh, i never never hunted it um, but it's public land and it's uh it's a cool little area it doesn't see a lot of traffic, but it does see traffic and um i just i just said hey I'm gonna, I'm gonna go look I hadn't scouted i hadn't looked anything and uh, i i followed uh I followed a deer trail uh, through the woods a nice worn deer path. And I I think uh, for the first good you know 100 yards of that or so, people have used that pretty heavily. And so I just kind of followed that along. Um, Just a little tiddly bit of information for you guys. If you guys do want to go squirrel hunting, uh, get out there early or or get out there in the afternoon. Uh, Try to be as quiet as possible. Uh, Squirrels' sense of hearing is actually their number one defense um, when it comes to predation. Not so much their eyesight, which I don't know much about their eyesight, but I do know that they can hear pretty well. And, uh, man, it sounds like some ag equipment is cruising down the road here. But, um, so I was, I was walking this, this, uh, deer trail and, uh, I, I just stopped for a little bit because it was, I was hearing some rustling, um, kind of to my left, uh, to my uh, two o'clock ish range. And I couldn't, I couldn't see yet. And so, uh, um, I just stopped, I stopped under a, a, a small sapling I just waited for sunrise, and uh, once I finally, I finally, it finally got light enough that I could see by uh, natural light. Um, I just kind of waited. and I was watching, and every once in a while, uh, you know, a handful of trees over, probably twenty-five or thirty yards away, I would catch a limb bouncing, and I, I couldn't make out what it was because, obviously, guys, you know, um, as of right now, the a lot of the leaves, especially maples, have started to turn in Indiana, uh, but they haven't started to fall. So, uh there's still a lot of uh, coverage up in the treetops and stuff like that. So it's it's still kind of hard to really spot those squirrels just yet. Um unless there's movement. And so I, I just kept watching, kept watching. I waited for probably a good 15 20 minutes or so, and eventually eventually one of those little squirrels uh made its appearance and uh it, I didn't even, I didn't even think about it. I just drew shot. Boom. One in the bag. So that was pretty cool. I was pretty stoked about that. I was pretty happy about that. Um just using my grandfather's gun and um uh just doing something that he enjoyed doing. It was it was awesome. Um and then after that, I just kind of I kept slowly cruising through this this wooded area and uh pardon me guys, I have some allergies or something so I need to make some noise here. <clears throat> And so I, I just kind of kept following this trail, and I found actually, it's it's kind of a it's a managed ish property. It's not groomed by any means, but uh, there was uh, a bit of an access road, and I'm not sure what for. Uh, but it, and I wouldn't say much of an access road. If you if you try to take a full size pickup truck down it, you are going to be clearing a path. Uh, but if you took a side by side down it, eh, it's not that bad. Uh, it's a little bit bigger than a, than a four wheeler, but um, a side by side is about the max you could really clear on this road. And so I, um, I just kind of walked down that, uh, you know, there's woods to my left. There's some trees there, but a field on the other side. So not much, uh, density of, of trees there. And, um, so I'm watching the tree line to my left and just moving nice and slow, looking for branches moving, looking for branches moving. And then, you know, off the distance, probably a good 75 yards or so away. I hear some squirrels just getting rowdy and I'm like, Okey dokey here we go. I'll give it a whirl and um. So I, I, just, I just stop and listen and watch, and uh, I still hear the noise. And it, it was a couple of it. Turns out it was a couple of males that were just kind of uh, having a dispute, I guess. But uh, so I kept I kept working my way towards them. I got within about thirty ish yards, and uh, I see one run out a limb and just kind of pause and drew up. Boom, got him. And the other one runs off, and I I tried to take a shot, but as I swung, he he. Grabbed a different branch, and that one was no go. So boom, I got two. That's awesome. That's that's more than I expected for the day. An an untouched, unseen area, and uh, within the first oh, thirty minutes or thirty five minutes, whatever daylight, I've got two squirrels. So that was cool. And uh, in that area, there were still two squirrels in that area, but they after that first shot, they just kind of uh, they either went back to their nests or just dug in somewhere. And so uh, I didn't see them, and so I waited around for a little bit just to see if they would move again. And, uh, yeah, I just, I said, what the heck, the, you know, the sun's, sun's not getting any lower in the sky, not yet. And so I just kept moving and I walked a good ways. I rock, walked probably, oh, good, I don't know, mile and a half or so down this little path. And, uh, I, I found a chunk of woods that was, uh, about halfway between, um, where I dove hunted a while back last week I t- talked about that a little bit in the last episode and then where I started this <clears throat> this day and uh I just walked in a little bit and and all I saw was tall oaks tall oaks a couple of hickories and a couple of sycamores but mostly just tall oaks and and not a lot of undergrowth which is a good thing uh because you it, it's nice to have a little bit of cover <laughs> it is uh however It's also nice to be able to walk around and not have to to watch every single step you make, uh, you know, with laser focus, so you don't step on a branch, you don't step on something, you don't make noise, so you can you can move relatively quiet through here, and um, and be able to get close enough to make a shot. But uh, I'm walking along the edge of this little path, and then I get ten yards into the tall canopy because. Uh, from where I was, I walked down, and there it, it was kind of uh, younger growth. It, it was still, still mature trees, but uh, the oaks, obviously, they they they're massive. And so when I got to where the taller trees were, about a mile and a half out, um, I got oh probably twenty yards or so into the canopy there, and boom, squirrel got it. Okay, great. Waited around just a minute more, and I was like, okay, well I'm just listening. You know, after gunshot, things have to settle for a minute or two before before you start seeing action again. And so I used that time to just relax, um, gather the squirrel, be quiet. And then I, I just started to move a little bit more stopless and move a little bit more stopless. And, and then about another 20 yards, boom, another one. I'm like, okie So now I'm up to four. That was beyond my expectations. And um, so I was like, well, I'm going to hang out in this area a little bit. And I decided to dip into the uh, the wooded area to the east I was facing south so to the east and I I just make my way in there a little bit and within a matter of minutes of me just kind of making my way in there and stopping it was it was crazy because it was just like acorns dropping everywhere just boom 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 boom, and uh there wasn't much wind that day and um I'm like well that's a good sign not enough wind to drop acorns and uh I'm in tall oaks and uh there's bound to be squirrels in here and so I kept looking kept watching and I did end up seeing um a handful of squirrels in that general area within a a very close space I thought uh but it must have been just a feeding area because I didn't see too many nests I saw nests further away but not in this general area and so if I do go back I'm not going to tell anyone where this is but I'm probably going to go back there and see what happens but so, I, I walk around there a little bit, and I, I see a squirrel in the distance, you know, just bouncing a limb and moving on and stuff. So, I make my way towards it, and uh, within a matter of, oh, good 20, 30 minutes, I made my way close enough to our last saw it to get a shot, and waited probably another five, ten minutes, and then, boom, squirrel pops up, got it. So, I'm up to five. Oh, and the rain just kicked in, guys. That's cool. We, we've been needing rain here. Uh <laughs> I guess the farmers maybe aren't too happy about this because everything's starting to dry, but I don't know. It'll work out. Rain's good. Anywho. Um, so same thing. I, I keep walk I push in a little bit further. <clears throat> I don't see anything, so I back up a little bit. And then I happen to catch another squirrel shortly after that. And uh boom, got six. And um that's when the woods kind of went quiet. And this was approaching probably ten, ten thirty. And so um I didn't see I didn't see squirrels on the on the forest floor, bunny means, because um, I was anticipating them, you know, as the day goes on, you know, they'll be active in the trees, but, you know, as the day goes on, they'll probably be down trying to bury and, and collect the, the acorns they dropped, but, uh, man, it just shut off, and so I was like, all right, cool, made my way back, kind of hunted my way back, and then uh, that was about it, guys, um, but it was a great time, nonetheless, um, it, it was just, it was really f- satisfying to me to get out there with my grandpa's gun, and I honestly, there's nothing special about this gun, other than the fact that it was my grandpa's. He loved it. He used it a lot. And uh I was fortunate enough to receive it. And um I'm not very sentimental. I've said that so many times, and I'm not very sentimental about a lot of things. Um there's not a lot of there's not a lot of possessions I should say that I, I couldn't get rid of. Um but that's definitely one of them and, and Lord willing, someday I can pass that on too, but um, yeah, it was just, it was just a, a super enjoyable time, and if you guys ever get the chance to do something like that, I, I strongly encourage it, and these headphones are making my ears about the temperature of the sun right now, um, but, um, I strongly encourage you guys to get out there and do that, and, uh, it was, it was just a good time, an overall good time, and as you can see, <laughs> uh, kind of said spoiler alert earlier, but there's, uh, six tails hanging there, and, um, I I have no desire to do anything with those tails, but why not? Why not? But um, I'm gonna take a drink now, guys. A little a little parched. So to give you guys a little bit of information about um my grandfather's gun that I received that is now mine, um, it was it's a Ward's Hercules. Uh, Model ten sixteen gauge it is two and three quarter inch chamber only I don't even think they had three inch when this thing was made um, but uh, i don't know much about it I really don't uh, and the information I found online says it could have been made by uh, a brand i didn 't even recognize or Stevens uh, back in the day but uh, if you, if any of you guys has any if any of you guys have any information, if any of you guys have any information about uh, that or something like that please by all means, please contact me. I'd, l- I'd love to get more information about this, but it's it's really nothing fancy, guys. The, uh, I mean, it's, I don't know how old it is, but I know it's old. And uh, at the time, I don't think it was the fancy shotgun. And, and as of right now, realistically, I don't think it has any has any kind of amazing monetary value whatsoever. Uh, I think they made a lot of them, but uh, to me, it's 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 worth more than than money could buy. So. Um, can't put a dollar sign on on memories you just can't um, but it it was nice and uh, to be honest with you guys uh, I know my grandpa took good good care of his stuff and um, as best he could and I, I'm really surprised that there isn't really anything that wrong with that gun just because of the age you know uh, the ejector still works just fine uh, there are no issues with the hammer and the, and the pen uh, it it pops shells just fine, and uh, as far as the lever to actually break it down, eject the shell, and, and load, it and all that, works great. There's a little bit of slop to it, but it it, it does work just fine. Uh, triggers nice and smooth, and uh, I can see why my grandpa liked that gun. After getting after getting some shells downrange on some some squirrels, I can see why my grandpa liked that gun. And uh, it it as far I as, that's the only 16 gauge I've ever shot, and just little bit of information if you guys have never shot a single shot break action style shotgun uh, be warned depending on the gauge you're shooting the felt recoil those it's not that pleasant um, there is nothing in the way as far as recoil management uh, other than you leaning and holding on and bracing for impact that's going to save you from that recoil i have a single <laughs> oh man here comes a funny story a funny story about me and old Alamo back in the days man. um I, I actually, oddly enough, it's yet another gun that I was gifted for my grandfather. I believe I got it for my 16th birthday, and it's, I, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I apologize, guys. I, I just just got stumped on the brand. Let me see if I can Google it real quick. I think I know what it is, but I don't really want to put my foot in my mouth just yet. Um Try not to make a habit of that, but it happens nonetheless. Uh, okay. El Google. Ooh, do, 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 do. Yeah. It was an H and R Pardner and um I don't know the specific model, but it was a twelve gauge uh single single shot break action twelve gauge shotgun. And um I got that for my sixteenth birthday. It was pretty pretty excited about that um that was the first 12 gauge I ever got and um god bless my grandpa for that uh because it was it, it like again guys it's nothing fancy and honestly I don't think I really don't care about the price those guns aren't anything crazy valuable or expensive I should say and uh but to me it's cherished it's loved it's super appreciated and uh back up a step uh, the other the only other single action I have uh or break action I should say is uh also from my grandfather and I think I received it for my sixth birthday, and that was a that an h and r i believe the partner as well uh four ten and so a lot of history there with my grandpa and and that that action or style of gun and um but to give you a little funny story here about old Alimo. I don't remember the end of the story, but I remember the gist of it, so we're going to wing it, guys. And uh, I'm sure Alamo, if he remembers as much as I do, we can kind of mumble it together. And who knows, maybe I'll have him on the podcast sometime in the near future, uh, and we can we can kind of uh, hash out the details of this, because it's been a while. But um, I believe, I don't even remember how it ended up, but we ended up going to the gun range, um, the public gun range, uh, close-ish to us. And, man, I don't know if you guys can hear that on the microphone or not, but that rain is coming down. Down. Yeah, sorry. I-, I was pausing briefly to see see that when I play back uh, this episode to see if it picks it up on the mic. I highly doubt it, but it'd be cool. Um, but so we went to the public gun range closest to us, and I took – I can't remember what I took. By this time, I believe I had um, – more guns than that. I think I took my man, the 22 that I have. I also received from my grandfather, I believe that was for uh, probably my 18th birthday or so, somewhere around there. And it was, um, it is, I should say, I forget the specific. I forget the, If I can talk to the guys, I forget the specific model of it, guys, but it is a Winchester and brace yourselves, it is a Winchester pump action twenty two. It's chamber for twenty two long rifle. Um I, I don't know, haven't looked much up and uh looked much into it, but uh yeah that was another one I got. So I took that, uh that twelve gauge. Um I think I had a Remington eight seventy I took with me. And I might have had at that time I oh my gosh, I forget the I forget the model of this because this gun has come and gone long since. But it was a uh two hundred seventy bolt action, nothing fancy, nothing really expensive. And so we just went to the gun range to have fun, and we may have had pistols then. I really don't know. That's not the point of the story. Long story short is, when I was getting ready to go to the range, I decided, hey, why don't I just throw all kinds of random shotgun ammo that I have in here? So I had a lot of high brass, had a lot of slugs, I uh, didn't have any buckshot because, to be honest with you, that's, that's pointless for me. I uh, can't really use it for anything. Um, other than self-defense, but, uh, a lot of target load, a lot of, uh, shells or shells. Of course they're shells. Cause it's shotgun, a lot of slugs, I should say. And, uh, some higher, higher, high, high brass loads, stuff like that, but nothing too crazy. And so somehow along the way of, of us shooting, I decided, Hey, let's, let's have a contest to see who can shoot slugs out of this single the single-shot break-action 12-gauge, the longest. And whoever wimps out first is the loser. Now, that being said, I do believe Dear Alamo went first. And I don't remember the count of rounds, guys, but we got deep into the rounds. And um, I do remember that I, I think Alamo... I don't Don't quote me on this. We'll have the results later. But I do believe that Alamo was the first to give up. And rightfully so, because I, I, think, I think for a while after that, both of us had bruised shoulders. And, uh, yeah, it made it really hard to, eh, eh. And so, um, long story short, I got super long-winded on that. If you guys do somehow get one of those break-action shotguns um, and you, you're not familiar with shotguns, uh, words the wise, uh, they kick. Um, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I have tried several things. I actually, uh years ago, I got a rifled, uh, a break action rifle, 20 gauge for deer hunting, um, and, uh, had a scope on all that stuff. <clears throat> and, uh, the, the recoil on those things and the vibration of those things is such to where, uh, within probably a half a dozen shots down range trying to sight this thing in with, I can't even remember what, what ammunition I was using, whatever sabotage, uh rounds I was using or Sabo, if you're, you really want to be fancy. Um, I can't remember which ones I was using, but I do know that within probably five or six rounds, <clears throat> the recoil had floated that reticle and I couldn't hit anything. And it took me a while to figure it out because I I'd never experienced that really before. I knew what it was. I knew what, how it happened but uh, I absolutely could not figure it out. And finally, I ended up putting a um, a Bushnell scope on there. I forget what it was. Oh, my gosh, guys. I am so horrible about recalling information now. Bushnell banner. I forget the power of it, but uh, they're pretty hardy scopes. They're etched reticles. I think most of them are, if not all of them. And uh, that way you don't get a floated reticle. But I uh, put that on there got it dialed in. But, uh, man, the recoil on that thing was, even in the 20-gauge, after a while, it it got old. It, it wasn't fun, and so I uh, I think I even got one of those little like um, I think I think Limbsaver makes one a recoil pad, and I tried that, and that was the worst decision I ever made, <laughs> because uh, yeah, it 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 lessened the felt recoil of my shoulder, but at the same time, it caused it, it allowed the gun to move, so that I could never get it dialed in, and so I, I just said the heck with it. And uh, I think I actually ended up selling that to another buddy for pretty much nothing. And uh, I said, hey, man, this is the problem I had with it. They're going to legalize rifles pretty soon. If you're interested, make me an offer. And um, that's the way that one went. But just, just to let you guys know, um, they are great guns. They're pretty stinking reliable. And uh, they're fun. But if you are new to shotguns, uh probably not probably not the go to uh, at least in my opinion but the price range ain't bad so at least you know what you're getting into now that's all i can say but um yeah guys so that being said um i had a great time squirrel hunting uh, i i was i was just imagining i was i was you know hunting with my grandpa and 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 uh just thinking about him the whole time and and just having a having a good time it was it was a good day it was it was a a a blessing to me to get out there and uh a blessing to me that i could i could use that gun and in remembrance of him um get out there and 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 do something he loved to do but uh the torch has since passed and uh not to get not to dive down a philosophical heartfelt rabbit hole here guys but uh it it was just it was it was really satisfying and rewarding and just an absolute blessing and um, I'm honored to have that shotgun but uh, that being said guys I I might I might try to get out there and get some more squirrels I don't know but as of right now I'm focused on doves and uh, maybe in the future uh, thanks to Tallahassee and and a good shout out to Tallahassee Uh, unbeknownst to him I don't think he really knew what he found when he found it but uh, I received a text message about sunflower fields the other day from Tallahassee, and I said, hey, man, we got to hunt that. And so it, it, I found some large sunflower fields. Um, well, he did, I should say. And I went and checked them out, and I tried to tr- track down the owner. But oddly enough, guys, this is the craziest thing that's happened to me, and this is a new experience. I found the 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 owner's information on the OnX app, and... Uh, Tallahassee was actually kind of quintessential in pointing me in a decent direction because the farm I went to shared the same name. However, within literally a mile or so of each other, there there are two families with the same name uh, that aren't related somehow, and I'm still trying to track down the owner. But uh, um, the post... uh, Dude, I am so tongue-tied today, I I can't even think. But the person I spoke to, they were gracious enough to uh, inform me of that and very polite nonetheless. And so that, that was cool. Uh, it, you know, you know, you never want to get run off someone's porch just for asking something, but um, I guess it depends what you ask. So be smart. Um, so the search, the search continues guys. And I, I am also, I am also uh, along with working on trying to track down the owner of that and, and just ask if, them if I could hunt that for dove. Um, I, i got closer to finding information on talking to a landowner that has a a decent-ish private pond on his private property outside of city limits that seems to be holding waterfowl pretty well. So, fingers crossed, guys. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. I'll have more information on that in future episodes or hopefully the next episode. That'd be cool, too. And uh, always always keeping my eye on the power lines as I'm driving around certain areas, especially areas where I am able to hunt uh, for dove and, and looking forward to more of that up until obviously October 15th when it, when it stops for the first time. And then after that, from the 15th until October 28th, uh, switching gears and uh, getting everything uh, buttoned down and ready for duck season. I, I'm ready for duck season. I really am. Dove season is nice. I like shooting them. I don't mind eating them. Uh, I, I'm still working on getting enough for uh, making some kebabs for my wife. Uh, but um, it just doesn't compare to duck season, guys. It really doesn't. So not to get too long. We didn't make this a super long episode. I'm, I'm getting close to my, my kind of uh, guideline uh, time frame that I have for myself. But um, stay tuned for more information, guys, more updates, all that stuff. Um, if you guys want to help out, check out Patreon. Um, if, if you don't feel like donating, that's cool. I, I really don't care. Uh, but also check out, uh, do me a huge favor, check out social media, all that stuff. And um, as always, guys, I will try to keep you informed, keep you updated. I really appreciate you guys listening. I hope you have a great day. I'll catch you later. Check out Hastings Outdoors on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening.